Welcome to the first of many Beast Mode podcasts, keeping it simple with the talk show host, Christina Burnett and Andrew Stamper. Woohoo, let's go. Today, Andrew is going to introduce to you our very first Beast of the Week. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So I'm um, really jazzed that we're going to be doing this this whole podcast. And for our introductory episode, we had to come out with a heavy hitter. And arguably, I can't think of anybody else that it's a heavier hitter. I'm, I'm, I know he swings a mean bat. And that is Mr. Blake LeBlanc. How is it going, Blake? Welcome. Oh, I appreciate it, Andrew. Oh, thank you, man. I'm excited about being on the first, uh, first Beast cast. Uh, so, yes, I appreciate you guys inviting me on. Looking forward to uh, chatting over the next uh, 20 or 30 minutes or so. So I appreciate everybody. And with that, we are going to have a special um, uh, advertisement that is featured by Temper Sealy. And Andrew is going to tell you about our Temper Sealy uh, feature of the week. Yeah, so I'm really, really excited. We are now in the midst of our 4th of July event. And it started on the 21st of June, and it's going to carry us all the way through July 12th. And, of course, we'll honor the wholesale discount to the dealers for July 13th, which is the last day for retailers to order. But anyway, with the offerings that we're going to have is when it comes to temper, you're going to be able to save up to 500 on all of our temper, temper Breeze mattresses. So your Lux Breeze and Pro Breeze, $500 off. Huge, huge. That's huge. And of course, Stearns and Foster, you're going to be able to save $400 on the Lux Estate Hybrid as well as the Lux Estate. And then with our brand new Sealy Posturepedic Plus Hybrids, you're going to get $200 off on the High Point and then $100 off on both the Brenham and Albany. And of course, there is a gift with purchase uh, option as well. So something really excited to be uh, looking forward to over the next few weeks. Awesome. Thank you so much, Andrew. And Blake, like we said, we are so excited to have you on this podcast. You are a heavy hitter and we are super proud to have you on our very first podcast. Or Actually, it's a called a Beast Cast. And we are super excited to have you here today. Andrew and I, mostly Andrew, we're going to be asking you some really important questions. So I hope you're ready. Are you I'm, ready for these I'm questions, my the friend? The pressure is holding Are you Absolutely. feeling it? You should because... You should, because here we go, Mr. Andrew Samper. Get ready, get on deck. It is your turn, and you are going to tell everybody about Mr. Blake LeBlanc. Here you go, boom. Well, shoot, I don't, I don't know a ton about Blake. This is one of the reasons why I'm really excited about today is just to learn a little bit about Blake. Actually, if you could, uh, because I'm sure other listeners would want want to know this too. If you could maybe just kind of like walk us through your your journey, how you how you came to TSI. Um, what that looked like versus, you know, where your career is now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for starters, I'll, I'll uh, briefly talk about uh, who I am before before we dive into the work stuff. So um, happily married. I've uh, my beautiful wife, Summer. Uh, we've got two boys, uh, Braden and Cameron, who are 13 and 9. They keep us uh, super busy, as I know most of you parents out there that have two kids uh, whether they're uh, recently turned a teenager or not. But yeah, we're super busy. One, um, both they both play baseball. Uh, Braden plays uh, travel baseball. So pretty much most weekends from, we'll call it May to, to almost into August, we're on the baseball field. So this past Father's Day, that's that's exactly where I spent on the 110 degree weather <laughs> in, uh, in Georgia. I felt like our skin was melting off. It was so hot. It was brutal. 
But um, but yeah, so uh, I got into this industry pretty interestingly. I was a criminal justice major. Thought I was gonna be a cop. Um, you know, uh, didn't didn't end up getting into that industry at all. Uh, went to Georgia Southern University. First job out of college, I worked for a, a marketing company where I was a project manager for um, essentially a company that represented the paint and flooring departments uh, for Home Depot. So we would hire temp laborers uh, to build the displays in uh, Home Depots. So I traveled all across the Southeast at a really young age, realized pretty quickly that I still wanted to party and have fun. I wasn't that far out of college yet. And uh, so um, a good buddy of mine who um, later on became a brother-in-law, some of you might know him, I might actually call on the retailer that he works for currently, but I had a high school buddy. We've known each other since, I don't know, we were probably 10. Um, started working at Mattress Firm uh, while he was getting a professional sales degree uh, at Kennesaw State University. And so um, pretty quickly, uh, Matt, uh, the guy's name is Matt Belote, pretty quickly, Matt was making a ton of money selling white rectangles. <laughs> And uh, ended up moving in with his boss at the time, which was a guy named Mike Putzky. And so, you know, we would we would go out, you know, for probably six months, became friends with a lot of folks that worked at Match Firm. And and finally, you know, it was asked, hey, you know, you, you know what kind of money we can make. You know, I know you're not happy traveling a ton. You should come work for Mattress Firm and sell mattresses. And of course, like everyone's thought before they get in the industry, it's like, uh, I don't know if I want to go into the mattress industry, right? Um, certainly, most people do not aspire to get into the category, either A, when they're growing up, or B, when they go to school. Uh, so I took a leap. You know, I'd never been in sales before. Uh, took a leap. Um, fortunately, had some pretty early success. Uh, it was a fantastic company uh, back in 2004, uh, really up until they, they, when they went public. Obviously, things things change when you move to a public organization at an early stage. Um, so I spent roughly 11 years at Mattress Firm, working uh, as starting off as a retail sales associate, as as we call them, um, into managing a retail location, uh, into what's called an area manager role, where you manage anywhere from one to four locations, then on to a district manager role, where I moved uh, my family to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, where we absolutely love being there. Uh, we lived there for about two and a half years before we had the opportunity to move back to Atlanta. Mattress Firm was in growth mode. We acquired at the time a retailer called Mattress Giant, which was actually largely based in Florida. And when we acquired them, we were able to double size in Atlanta. So it gave me an opportunity to move back home. You know, we, we had recently had Braden. Braden was probably one or two years old. Um, I think actually at the time, Summer might have been pregnant with Cameron, Uh, but we just, you know, it was a good opportunity for us to move back home. Um, Didn't want to pass on the opportunity. So we moved back, uh, back to Atlanta. And so spent roughly three, four five years um, in in Atlanta with Matt Firm, uh, managing several different districts, spent the last year there actually on the operations side, Uh, like many companies that have a sales side and an operations side. There's a there's a, a relatively sometimes small sometimes large disconnect between sales and ops. So we thought it was a really good opportunity if we could blend those two sides of the business. Um, so I took a took a leap of faith and joined the operations side of the business, which was a really good learning experience. 
but certainly not something I was uh, incredibly passionate about. Um, and then that led to the uh, to the transition to TSI. So joined TSI in 2015 as a field sales consultant on the Matt Firm team. And actually, our uh, our fearless leader Gara is actually who hired me hired me on. I had met Gara while I was at Mattress Firm, so we already had a, a pretty good relationship um, at Matt Firm. Um, so there was already a lot of trust there, and and I, I knew it would be a, a good fit. So joined TSI, spent two years as a field sales consultant, and for for many of you that are listening on the call, you remember the I think we like to call it the mattress firm divorce <laughs> that uh, I think happened in maybe 2017. Uh, might be getting the dates or the years wrong, but uh, so at the at the divorce of Matt Firm, uh, considering I was on the Matt Firm team. You know, a lot of us were nervous on what the next steps would be. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, to stay with the organization uh, and transition to a territory sales manager role of uh, Southern Georgia, uh, which is a, a, a quite interesting territory for those of you that call in it now. You know, you've got uh, you've got a wide range of customers, uh, demographics. Uh, you've got some good old country folk. You've got some uh, some more contemporary people that are a little more up to date with current trends, um, but it was a, certainly a really good learning experience. Uh, that you know, as a, as a territory manager, a lot of um, you know the people that I think of right now are like Landy, uh, who has a very very large territory. I think Lynn's got a large territory. Um, they're calling on sometimes thirty and forty different accounts, which can be challenging. Um, so, so that was the first time for me that, you know, you, you really, you get spread pretty thin. Um, you're still calling on doors. Um, it was a really good learning experience. So I did that for, I don't know, probably about a year and a half until an opportunity came up, uh, to take over SFTF, which is an Ashley licensee out of Jacksonville. That was kind of my first, uh, first opportunity at, at a, at a medium, we'll call it a medium sized customer with a very interesting owner. Uh, for those of you that have ever met Howard Feynman, he's a eccentric personality. Um, but uh, so, so yeah, so I had a good experience in managing SFTF. Um, that ended up opening the door to Brandsmart, um, which is also another interesting customer. <laughs> um, and, and that's really where I started uh, traveling quite a bit. Um, and then, you know, we can fast forward to, uh, to City Furniture, you know, uh, with, with Johan leaving the company and we all still miss Johan, uh, it opened up the door for City Furniture. And I've had City Furniture for about the past year and a half um, until recently uh, applying for the uh, FSM role, which is where, where we're currently at today. So, uh, so I don't mean to interrupt you, Blake, but I want to ask you a really important question um, for all of us that, you know, aspire to move on up through the company. I want to ask you, what is the most consistent thing that you did that helped you, you know, get noticed, get, you know, get to where you are today? I mean, you've moved progressively quick, uh, quicker than a lot of people. And you're doing something right. So what would you tell our people out there that you do that, you know, maybe we should all adapt to? So good question, Christina. Um, so for starters, I would say uh, take advantage of the opportunities when they, when they come up, you know, our business, um, you know, there's not a lot of turnover in our organization. I mean, we've got folks that have been with the company now 20 plus years, 
Um, so when an opportunity comes in front of you, you really got to grab it. And while at first glance, it might not be something you're super thrilled about doing, um, or you might have to, to drive an extra hour to get to that customer. Um, it's one of those things where I, I took advantage of every opportunity that, uh, that came in front of me. I think that's one of the, the reasons I moved fairly quickly throughout the organization to get to where I am today. Uh, the second thing is this, you got to roll your sleeves up and you got to do the work. Um, you know, you do the work, you use the tools that the organization gives you and you execute those tools uh, the, you really can go a long way. Um, and I'd say that's really what got me where I am today is, is you got to, you got to roll the sleeves up. You got to do the work. Uh, you got to utilize the tools and resources the company provides, and then you just have to execute on them. Uh, and execution is one of those hard, it's really a hard skill set. Um, I don't think there's any master out there of, of execution. Um, but it's something that you have to actively work toward and execute the initiatives that you have. You know, you're, you're always going to be busy. There's always going to be things the organization wants and needs you to do. Um, but you got to stick to the fundamentals and execute the things that, that, uh, that we know, uh, can grow the, the company both on the, on the, uh, the front end and the back end. I love that. And so yeah, those, those are the things that I think allowed me to get to where I am today. Yeah, that's great. Very, very poignant. Now, obviously, in the, what, eight years, seven years, seven, eight years? Yeah, yeah, seven. I think it's seven and a half. I mean, many different hats. And obviously, this is such a, a tough question to answer because I'm sure there are tons of really, really fantastic memories that you've had. But, you know, what what stands out? What, what What's a like a big, like, happy memory that you've had since being part of this team? Um, so I'd say happy memories. I mean, anytime you get recognized for your efforts is, is certainly a moment to remember. Um, I mean, the one that comes to mind most recently is, is, uh, so we were nominated, uh, TSI was nominated and won, uh, the vendor of the year award with, uh, with city furniture. And that's a, that's a group effort. You know, that's, that's a, a combination of a lot of work on the back end with our, with our centric reps, um, you know, the one that manages uh, city furniture with me is her, her name is Phyllis. You know, she, she doesn't get the rewards and, and recognition that, that she might deserve. A lot of a lot of folks on the back end don't. But um, that was that was a joint award of, uh, of a lot of different people. Um, and we really got that not by being the best vendor partner either. So that's the, that's the kind of interesting part about um, when when things t- come together and, and everything doesn't always go as planned, but you, but you, you still recognized for efforts that were made uh, that we go above and beyond. You know, last year, we all know we couldn't ship temper for a quarter of the year. Inventory was was bad. I mean, we were missing a lot of deliveries. But one of the big wins we had at City was we had a weekly communication call with their ops team. Um, and we just always had a really good open line of communication with their team, not just the sales team, but, but on the back end as well. And so, I mean, ultimately, that's why we won the award was because we were a vendor partner that they leaned in. And regardless of what 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 worked and what didn't work, we were always there for them uh, as they were there for us. And that's one of the reasons why we won the award, won the award. So um, you can still celebrate successes even when 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 shit goes wrong. Um, Which we've probably all we're, recognized we're there for the right past now. couple of years within this organization. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been tough, right? And even we're going through it now, right? Everyone's going through um, some of the pain points of this AX transition. 
Um, but just know when when things go wrong, it gives us an opportunity to get them as right as we absolutely can. And sometimes that's actually when we get recognized for those efforts. So while I know we all feel the pain of, of this AX transition and I, I know we're all working through it and I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, um, just know, you know, we got to capitalize on the moments that we, we can capitalize on to get the wins where we can get them. And so you got to put your best foot forward and, and work through the things that you can control. There's a lot of things that we can't control and you just got to focus on the things that you can. I love, love that. It. Uh, Me too. Now, obviously transitioning into this new role that you have again, major, major congratulations. I'm really excited. Personally, I, I'm personally uh, very excited because I get to work with you. So for, yes. for those of us that, that are going to be working with you, what are some expectations that you have from, from in somebody within an FSC role? What is that, that perfect FSC look like to you? So I'll, uh, so let's, let's touch on expectations first. Um, so the first one I will tell you probably will surprise some of you, some of you it, that know me a little bit better, it, it won't surprise you. But I think for me, the first thing that I have as an expectation is to have fun. All right. Um, we are on our own little silos, uh, meaning we independently work as as a group, if you will, right? And so if you don't have fun in this job, regardless of what role that you're in, you're not getting the most that you can out of this organization. Uh, because I believe Temper Sealy allows in, us to have fun that gives us the freedom to really enjoy whatever position we're in I know things can get tough and things, you know, there's, there's highs and lows of, of, of time periods that we have in our careers. So regardless of those, you got to have fun. So have fun. You know, um, I think the, the, the girls in Alabama, you know, the, the guys, some of the guys and girls that are in Georgia and then, and then, you know, there's groups in Florida, I think for the most part, even the, the silos that we're in, uh, we've got a really, really good team culture. And it feels as though everyone is having fun. Uh, but I just want to talk specifically to, to, to my folks that will be reporting to me. You got to have fun. So we're going to make um, make working together as fun as possible. So that would be my first thing. Second thing is peer accountability. Um, equally, as I'm you know, accountable for our results and our folks, um, that will report to me. I want you all um, to hold me accountable as well. And I think that happens through open communication um, and, and not feeling ever uh, uneasy or nervous about saying something that you're just unsure about saying, regardless of what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm a pretty open person. Uh, hopefully I'm, I'm never, I never seem intimidating uh, I'm an open book. I'm super transparent. I probably share more than I should in many, in, in many, in many situations. Uh, but I feel like trust is earned right away. And, um, and it's important that it, that it, that it, that, that trust stays there. Um, and then if for some reason that trust is ever lost, it is hard to, to build it back up, but I really feel like I always give folks the benefit of the doubt and, and have trust there. So, um, peer accountability is important. Um, I kind of touched on communication, but I want to make sure that all of all of my folks that there's always this open dialogue between what you need, what's what are you struggling with, what obstacles do you have, what can I remove, 
Um, I ultimately think that's that's really our, our number one function as as leaders uh, with our organization is to remove the op- obstacles so that you can effectively do your job best. Mm. Um, and in return, you make the most money. I mean, we're, we're all in a performance-based job. All of us get rewarded for our efforts. And so I want to make sure everyone's maximizing their earning potential. Um, and then just coming with solutions. So um, I'm a big fan of if, if someone's coming to me with a problem or a situation, one of the first things I'm always going to do is what would you do? Um, I'm not always going to be the one to have all of the answers. Uh, we're going to work through every problem that, that we, come, we come face-to-face with, but always have some type of a solution or recommendation uh, as if you were the person making the decision, what would you do in that situation? Uh, it allows the individual to really think and work on their feet. Um, and I think it really helps for development. And so uh, those would be kind of my big, big expectations. We'll certainly review uh, any other small ones, maybe on our first team call um, that we'll schedule in the next in the next couple weeks. But uh, but, yeah, those are kind of my big, uh, big three, if you will. Just for the the final few minutes that we've got uh, with you. What is something about Blake that that we should know, or maybe something that we don't know? What what is something that maybe we would find surprising about Blake that this is kind of a, a neat a neat little uh little piece of trivia about Blake? Fun facts. Yeah, so I don't know that there's any. So I'm a pretty pretty open book um, around uh, my personality and, and even just in, in, in life in general. So I don't know that there's anything out there that you know would surprise people. Um, you know, uh, as far as a fun fact, um, you know, some of you know about it. Some of you don't. I, I, I ended up having a Superman off a golf cart last summer and uh, <laughs> busted up a toe and, and got some ro- got some road rash uh, because the golf cart I was on didn't have brakes. So that's kind of a funny story that uh, I can say it's funny now. It wasn't funny at the time, mm. but uh, I guess there's not many people that have Supermaned off a golf cart going 25 miles oh, an hour. For God's sake. <laughs> how good, I checked that box. How good is your golf game? Uh, golf game is terrible. So, uh, yeah, my golf game is awful. It's funny. We uh, we had a, a charity golf tournament with City Furniture last year. And at the at really even halfway through however many holes we played, I was worried that Steph and Gary were both going to ask me for my laptop when we get back to the rental car because it was the worst <laughs> golf game ever. And Steph's actually a really good golfer. So uh, for those of you that ever get an opportunity to play golf with Steph, her golf games, uh, it's serious. I so, love it. Uh, we joked around like I, I need to take some some golf lessons for the next charity golf tournament. Well, that's it for me. I know that Christina's got a, a, a special question that she'd like to ask you or two. Yeah, so I'm going to turn over to her. So this is a very, very important question that I need <laughs> you to answer. Um, I was just wondering, what is your favorite Justin Bieber um, acoustic song? Oh, man, I feel like somebody somebody spilled the beans. <laughs> there, there was a there was a there was a Bieber song that I liked acoustic. I don't remember the song title, but there is one. That was on a playlist. You must have heard from somebody that knows me. And I probably wore that song out quite a, quite a bit. 
Yes, yes. I, I, we Secret heard. Bieber fan. You guys have me. Justin Bieber, you guys. That's his favorite <laughs> artist. So if you have any like that, baby, yeah. baby, or whatever music you guys want to get, share with Blake. Um, you know, I think him and Zach might have some fun memories that you they could probably share with you, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> there's, there's been some memories. That's for sure. That's awesome. Well, when you remember that favorite acoustic song, we'd love for you to share it with us. That'd I will. be awesome. I will. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it on the next. Uh, we'll lead in with the next Beast Cast. With That's a right. We'll lead it in. With a little Beaver acoustic. That's exactly right. Well, I want to thank you so much. This has been a really great opportunity. Andrew, you rocked it. Thank you so much. Um, and we are looking forward to our next Beast Cast. Uh, it'll be coming to you live in the next few weeks. And uh, we'll be sharing it, uh, who the next Beast of the Week will be during that ca- that uh, um, Beast Cast. But for right now, y'all have fun, just like uh, Mr. Blake said have fun or else it's not fun right we gotta have fun out there guys gotta have fun so thanks for all your time everybody let's go beast mode as chad would say let's go south beast beast mode let's go beast mode we will see you next time